right, welcome back to another episode of the Carter Cast. I'm your host, Carter Bond. With me, as always, Dylan, Connor. It's the three-man crew today. No Grant, no Brian. We had the family pot last week. We're back to we're back to us three, the Bermuda Triangle. We're back this week. I mean, the five-man crew last week, uh, it was electric. That was the first time we've done that, I think. So uh, that was a good experience. But here we are, back, bare bones here. Bermuda bare Triangle, bones. What what gets lost in this group of three if we're the Bermuda Triangle? Money. Jets. Uh, oh, that's a no, good one. <laughs> no, I don't. Th- I don't think money gets lost in here because us three aren't going to bet the Jets now that a that, certain someone isn't here. That is true. true. And <laughs> now you're going to now you're going to sneak this in behind his back, Carter. That is uh, that's not okay here on the cast. We're an honorable podcast. Come on now. But all right. Being said. But before we get into the NFL, we're, we're going to do a little extra college at the end of the end of the day because uh, let's be honest, the NFL slate this weekend is a lot weaker than the college football slate. The college football slate is elite this weekend. Last week, it was okay. There were great storylines with Colorado, Colorado State. BYU get a big one over Arkansas, a couple tight games, Florida State, Boston College. But this week in college football is amazing. We'll do that at the end. We'll do picks, parlays, the whole nine yards. Uh, But a few housekeeping items. First off, we alluded to it just now, the Jets are banned from the parlay for the rest of the season. The rest of the season, they're done. We we can't have any more Jets plays. I think that's fair, right? I think so. If if Zach Wilson is the starting quarterback, yes, no more. And I, I have a hot take. Uh, we can get to it once the NFL. We start talking about the NFL. Hot take about a quarterback that would look very good in Forest Green. Just saying, Teddy Bridgewater. Anyhow, <laughs> uh, any any actually any quarterback. Um, so Jets are banned from the parlay. They're done. They're toast. Mm-mm, done. Zip. Uh, can I don't want to go this far, but should first half part should first half plays get eliminated from the parlay? Because we did lose the college football parlay, a five legger solely because Ole Miss couldn't cover the ten and a half. Carter, it really sounds like you're just trying to ban Grant from the podcast. You're talking about Jets. You're talking about first half well, plays. What, well, what does he have left? What does he, he have isn't, left? He is he is not in the you know he's not in North America for the next like three weeks, so that's true. Maybe he just needs a little cool off then. He needs a little cool off. That's like that's like running a vote to ban extra large slurpees then making the voting booths real skinny. Like you're you're literally <laughs> just trying to take away all of Grant's bread and bread butter here. And he's not even here to defend himself. No, that, the, the first the first half play was ridiculous was the first half judgment rather was ridiculous but jets plays as long as zach wilson's quarterback we can't have him in the parlays no yeah, more. i'm on board with that i won't give my no money more. to the jets anymore um and then the other thing is the amy schumer bet last week if you didn't listen uh we had a bet it was lion seahawks over under obviously i was on the over uh shocker dylan was on the under uh shocker oh the game was in the 60s <laughs> who would have well, thought oh Overtime, asterisk, overtime 60s. But yeah, uh, it was 31 31 going into overtime. Well, overtime, asterisk. That, <laughs> what was that word? Overtime. Uh, so, anyhow, overhit, Dylan lost. He had to watch an Amy Schumer special. Dylan, here, you needed to bring us a report on it. What's, uh, wh- how was it? Before I get into it, uh, everybody thank me because my video on Twitter, over 2,000 impressions. Everything I do, I do it for the pod. So, thank everybody, let's say it. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you for those impressions. I, I'll thank say you, it, Carter. I'm not thank you. Proud. Thank you, Kenneth Walker and Gina Smith and the Lions defense for sucking. That's half a point. I'll take it. Right. But about 
about the special. Um, so I decided to watch. It was the leather special. It was on Netflix. It was from 2017. I, all I did before, before, like I said, hey, you have to watch this special. I just went on and looked at the IMDb and the Rotten Tomatoes and all the other rating scores, and I saw which one was the most hated, and that was it. Oh, so you okay? That's I got lucky then because I didn't know that you wanted me to watch that exact one. So that look, <laughs> the big man upstairs is looking out for us. Um, but it I it got one solid laugh out of me. There, I can't remember what the punchline was. But the problem did it involve is, a g- genital woman body part? No, it did not. Those were <laughs> that was probably the most unfunny, the least funny parts of that. And here's the thing about comedy, guys: like if you want to joke about stuff, um, you can joke about it with me, and you'll be safe. Like push the envelope with me, and if it if I don't think it's funny, I just won't laugh. But the the lowbrow sex body parts fluids like it's just the self-depreciating like it's just not i would rather take daniel tosh joking about (laughs) i'm not gonna say it i'd rather i would rather take daniel tosh and the stuff that he jokes about than someone that just makes like sex jokes for an hour and it's just like there yeah it's uh it was bad i will say it was bad and it's not it's not uh a woman in comedy thing. It's an Amy Schumer thing because there are plenty of women comedians that I like that one girl from wild. Now I all over my TikTok. the the skinny girl. She's hilarious. I mean, she's so funny, but Amy, it's just, and she went political at one point there. I kid you not. There was one point right smack dab in the middle. Started talking about gun violence and keeping guns out of the hands of those that are, uh, mentally, not mentally stable. That is a sentiment that everybody can get behind. Like you're not moving mountains here, Amy. That's something that the general population is probably going to agree on. Didn't even make a joke about it. Just like straight brought it up and then transitioned into some joke about her vagina. I mean, I go, <laughs> if I go into comedy, if I go in that comedy show, Dylan, and I look at the reviews, is there going to be a, a pretty recent one from a couple days ago from an unnamed source? Maybe Mr. Pac-12. Uh, yes. Yeah. I'm, I said, my friends are idiots. I'm Jabur. never betting it under again. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, that's not happening. Uh, two things. One, you got to watch the South Park episode about it if you haven't. That's kind of what made me think of it. And then uh, the other thing, last thing, and then we'll move on to the NFL. Uh, scale one to ten, what would you rate it? Like how good it was? Yeah. I'd go probably three. It's huh, a little three. higher. Abby I thought- watch it with me. I thought it was going to be a 2.7. No, no. I'm I'm going to I got one laugh out of me and it was is so one laugh is worth 3? Is that what the Wilkerson oh, model right. says? I am not sure. Maybe guys. the Wil- I, maybe the Wilkerson model is a little, you know, a little flawed here. I think I think maybe my sample size is too small. Maybe I need to watch more bad comedy. All right, well then maybe we can make a punishment about having you have to watch like Hannah Gatsby or George Lopez. uh anyhow um but yeah that's the report uh we'll have a we'll have a punishment bet later on this show we'll have to find out we'll have to find out if you're on an under i'm on an over uh that probably won't be hard to find honestly no no. absolutely (laughs) won't be grasping at straws here um all right let's do nfl you guys ready let's get it do it all right uh vikings chargers last i saw it looks like the vikings are one point favorites against this 
Los Angeles Chargers. The over-under opened at 52. It's now at 54. Went up to 55 at one point. We have, yep. Oh, no, it's back down. Chargers minus one, over-under 54. There we go. Uh, Like I say every week, this is the Scott Hansen red zone game. I called it last week with the Lions-Seahawks. This is the Scott Hansen red zone game. Pick anybody to score a touchdown, and guess what? You're probably going to cash. Take the Minnesota Vikings running backs. Take the take Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Take Justin Jefferson. Everybody's going to score a touchdown in this game. Uh, really quick, give me the over. Dylan, you want to start here? 54? 54 points? How many points did you see in that Seahawks-Lions game? Well, the Seahawks and the Lions aren't playing again. Yeah, <laughs> guess the, what? It's the Chargers it's, and the Vikings. It's... It's my Scott Hand. You want, are, are we starting off early? Are we starting off no, early? You going I'm not under? This under? Yeah, you don't no. have the balls to go under, do no, you? You can't no. do that. I, not, <laughs> not for this game. I will say, Minnesota Vikings, Chargers, great game, great jersey game. I don't know what they're trotting out there, both teams, but this has the potential. If we get like uh, the baby blues for the Chargers, I think I think baby blues and then maybe the whites for the Vikings. That would be that would be a nice little color combo. But I, I want to take this time. We got to go Kirk Cousins minute because I, I have some things to say about this guy. Thursday night football, he goes and plays one of the best defenses in professional football, throws for like 380 yards, four touchdowns, takes care of the ball, doesn't turn the ball or doesn't throw an interception in prime time. Um, and yet Justin Jefferson is the one that lets him down, reaching for the pylon, fumbling it through the back of the end zone. And what does Kirk do? in the post-game press conference. He says, oh, it happens. Wide receivers do it all the time. You're not supposed to, but they do it. Can't hold Jefferson accountable. But yet we have Justin Jefferson preseason giving his list of top five current quarterbacks, and you don't see Kirk on there, right? Do we all remember that? Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 My problem, my problem with the Kirk situation in Minnesota, Devontae Adams has gone on record saying that Derek Carr when Derek Carr was the quarterback in Las Vegas, that he is a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback. He's not. He's just Derek Carr's not. That is Devontae Adams flat out lying to make his quarterback feel good. And yet mm-hmm. Jefferson can't do that. But when something when Jefferson does something wrong and Kirk has the chance to throw him under the bus, he doesn't do it. Kirk, I, I'm gonna I'm looking right at you, Kirk, because I know you watch the show. You deserve better than what you have at Minnesota. And you deserve better than Justin Jefferson. If you want to come to Tennessee, we're more than happy to take you. But this is where I think the Jets conversation comes in. You can't tell me Kirk would not fit in great with the Jets. I don't know. His contract is up at the end of the year. It's like a little rental situation. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No, he wouldn't. Why, oh, yes, why, would he, he would. why would he be better at the Jets? It's the same issues. It's a bad offensive line. But you have a defense. Kirk has dealt the last four or five years with a defense that's bottom bottom third of the league. That's the difference. I guess that part's true, but you also have better weapons in Minnesota. He's got TJ Hawkinson, he's got Jordan Addison, and he's got Justin Jefferson, who's the best wide receiver in football right now. But Jefferson, Jefferson is not bought into Kirk. That's going to be the problem that we have, right? And he can go to New York, and he can find guys like Garrett Wilson like that will buy into that, right? He's, he's a better answer than Zach Wilson. And I know this was supposed to be Vikings-Chargers talk. We don't have to get too ingrained into this conversation. But 
what is happening in Minnesota right now is there's a, a grift between Jefferson and Kirk, and it's it's more so coming from Jefferson. And then he goes on the world, well, the world's biggest stage in terms of the NFL primetime game and makes a flub up like that. And Kirk doesn't say a word about it, but yet Jefferson all off season wants to talk crap about Kirk, not talk crap, but you know, throw, uh, you know, he's not top five quarterback. And we even have Kirk on the record saying that, you know, I, I don't even think about that. I just go out and play the game. It's not, it's not right. And Kirk right now, Kirk second in passing yards by far, I would say, I understand we're working with a small sample size, but the most one of the most impressive quarterbacks this year. All, all that being said, I like the Vikings against the Chargers. It's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a fun game. Free Kirk. That's all I'm asking. We can make the shirts. We can we could get the nice little Carter Cast branding on it. Free Kirk right on the back. And what what can we put on the back? Oh, you like that? Free Kirk. You like that? There we go. There's our first merch idea. Are are you saying are you saying Kirk Cousins is the best quarterback in the league right now? Statistically, statistically, he's the second. Man, he, you're you're addicted to these impressions, Dylan. I gotta say, <laughs> it's not. I'm being I'm being serious. What, no, no, I know. I'm, I'm actually on Dylan's side here because one, he kind of talked me into the Jets point. Is I believe that's true because also it's kind of uh, going back to like when Patrick Mahomes was at Texas Tech. Patrick Mahomes had to just sling the ball. He was a gunslinger. Had to make dangerous throws constantly because he he knew his defense was terrible. He knew he was going. They were going to get a touchdown on the other side of the ball. So he's like, "All right, I have to go for it. I have to make these dangerous throws." Kirk Cousins probably feels the same way with a bad offensive line. So I see his point there, but the weapons are so good in Minnesota. Like I just think Justin Jefferson is that good. I will say I'm- this though, with uh, the Cousins to the Jets point, Garrett Wilson. Anything, anything is an upgrade from Zach Wilson. Anything the Jets have is an upgrade from Zach Wilson. And so with Rodgers out, I'm sure a guy like Garrett Wilson would be glad to have Kirk Cousins there if Rodgers is, in fact, done. I'm sure Brees Hall wouldn't mind that as well. And Kirk had Dalvin Cook the last few years, but this year he's got Alexander Madison, who they just traded for Cam Akers, so they clearly don't believe in him. He has less than 100 yards through two weeks, I'm pretty sure. I don't know if the weapons are better in Minnesota. I love Jordan Addison. I think Justin Jefferson is the best receiver in the league, but Garrett Wilson is not that far behind him. And and their second and third receivers in New York, you know, Alan Lazard, he's still got some juice in him. I don't think it's as clear cut as you're making it seem about the weapons. Now the, the problem would then become you have Aaron Rodgers next year on contract. And you, right. I don't know how the money works out there. I don't, I, I don't think this would be a long-term thing, but Kirk's contract is up after this year. Anyway, do, I, I would imagine in terms of, I, I think they're going to side when I say they Minnesota is going to side a little bit more with their star wide receiver, because positionally, if you want to look historically, I would think, Justin Jefferson has outperformed wide receivers than Kirk has quarterbacks. But yeah. I bet, it, I mean, if they go to Jefferson and say, hey, who do you want throwing the ball to you? It's it's extremely clear that that person is not going to be Kirk Cousins. He's gone on record and said that plenty of times. I got to say, I don't know if I can trust the Chargers. They made Ryan Tannehill, Dylan's guy, they made Ryan Tannehill look like John Elway last week. He's what, 20 for 24, I think it was, two, 250 on, in through the air, a touchdown. I can't trust the Chargers. I think I'm staying off this game completely. Maybe I'll bet the over. Just you know, it'll be fun to watch it. But I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to take a side were, in this game. You were I don't shaming know what to do. me before. We were talking about it before the recording. You were shaming me, saying I said I'm going to bet the over. I have to bet the over. And you're like, yeah, yeah, don't yeah. do it. Don't do it. And then all of a sudden, oh, I might bet the over now. What's going on here? Well, here's the thing, Carter. Uh, Wednesday night podcast recording, Connor, is a lot different than Sunday at 12:30, <laughs> Connor, because all of a sudden I'm scrolling through game lines and I'm like. 
how does this not hit? How is there not eight touchdowns in this game? Uh, and then all, the, then all of a sudden words. I have 25 plays. Not, yeah. yeah, my, my I think the the words on my gravestone should be, how does that not hit though? But this is the classic. I think you are right, Carter, whether or not I bet it. You're right about the game. This is a sit back, watch the game, and watch all the touchdowns flurry in because picking a side in this game, it's just a coin flip, which I guess every bet is, but you can't feel comfortable taking either one of these teams. Yeah, I am a little worried because like, I know I labeled it the Scott Hansen red zone game is going to have a bunch of points or whatever. Because mm. last week, the stereotypical choice would have been Chiefs-Jags. And Chiefs-Jags yep. was a Big Ten matchup if we've ever seen one. What What are you looking at over there? What's What would be the stereotypical What's that the stereotypical choice for? What do you mean? For a Scott, like the red zone, Scott Hansen game, because the total it was the highest total of the week. You think the Chiefs-Jags would have been the Scott Hansen red zone game of the week? Yes, because it had the highest total. Okay, so it's not your personal opinion. It's just the fact that the total was the highest. No, that would have been the pick. My personal opinion was Lions-Seahawks. Hmm. But I am riding with the stereotypical pick here of Lions-Vikings because both these defenses are absolute garbage. Carter, I got bad news for you. The Lions and the Vikings don't play this week. Sorry, Chargers-Vikings. This is a disaster. (laughs) This is a disaster (laughs) podcast. Internet, words... It's bad. Amy Schumer. Amy oh, Schumer. Oh, yeah, Amy, I but we Amy, yeah, Amy. I'm blaming this on Amy Schumer. This is her fault. I know. As soon as we as soon as we did the recap, all of a sudden everything went to shit. So here we are though. Yeah, yeah. What what a great start. Anyhow, over and screw it. Vikings money line. Chargers are bad. I've been saying it. I've been saying it. So you're on the Vikings, Connor, stay away? Yeah, if you had to twist my arm, maybe she's a team, I would I would go with the Vikings just because you can't trust the Chargers. You really cannot trust the Chargers. All right. All right. Uh, let's move on. Atlanta, Detroit. Now we get to talk about the Lions now. Uh, at, at Detroit, Atlanta on the road. Uh, first game on the road this season, week three. Lions minus three and a half. Over under 46 and a half. I'll let you start, Dylan, on this one. Uh, no strong opinion on this game, really. Uh, I know the line opened up like Falcons plus five, plus five and a half, and it came crashing yeah. down. Uh, Montgomery out for a little bit, it seems like, which is a, a loss for them. But I, people have been clamoring at the bit for more Jameer Gibbs. So the, at least the people are going to get what they want. Uh, stay away from me. I don't know if this Falcons team is good or they're good or not. It's like the Packers game was a little odd. They did actually, I, looking at the box score, they kind of dominated Green Bay. The turnovers and stuff kept Green Bay in it. But um, no, no take for me here. I'm just going to – this game probably won't get watched by me. Why? I just – No, yeah. yeah. This, isn't, this isn't getting the quad box. It's not getting quad well, boxed in. It's not getting quad boxed in? All right, real quick. What's getting quad boxed in? Uh, I have no internet, so you're going to have to feed me the games, and I'll tell you yes or no. We'll stop when I get to four. All right, Buffalo, Washington. Yes. New Orleans, Green Bay. No. Tennessee, Cleveland. I assume that gets its own screen, right? Yeah, own screen, different screen. Okay. Okay. Houston, Jacksonville. No. New England, New York. Yes. Jets. Okay. Denver, Miami. Yes. Colts, Ravens. No. There you go. It's got to be Charger, Chargers, Vikings. Oh, Chargers, Vikings. Oh, Charger, Chargers, Vikings. Chargers, that's, Vikings. That's four. So that's four. So, there yeah. you go. Yeah, that's, that's not getting boxed okay. in. I think Pat's Jets isn't getting boxed in. I don't Divisional know. It, matchup? Are you serious? That that's game's going to be a gonna, that game's gonna, game. There's going to be two defensive touchdowns in that game. 
And that's Dylan's wet dream. Yeah, that is, a Dil- that is a Dylan wet dream. Then bet it. <laughs> I will bet, bet it. I will. It. What? No. Or I can uh, bet the Vi- Falcons-Lions game where I'm going to take a Jameer Gibbs anytime touchdown. And yeah. Tyler Algier for being honest because he's probably going to run one in too. I don't have much on this game. Back to the game or whatever. It's three and a half. Weird line. I don't know. I don't trust the Lions enough. I th- like the Falcons are so weird because they can dominate time of possession. Desmond Ritter stinks, but like he, does. he doesn't stink bad enough where he can hand off the ball. And he only like, I, I don't know how to play this here. Like the R- Lions run D isn't ideal, but they're also better than the Falcons, but you never like three and a half is a weird number. I think it's a complete stay away from me too. I got to say, I think the line movement tells you everything you need to know. I feel like, don't you feel like the public would be like, Oh, the lions at home, they're a better offense. Desmond or sucks, but yet the lines down to three on some places. So that, that alone just scares me a little bit. Uh, I don't know how much this game I'll watch either. Desmond Ritter kind of a dumpster fire. I had a hot take mm-hmm. for the year. I was like, how can you trust Desmond Ritter more than Bryce young? Now that looks like a Steven pile of garbage because Bryce Young, for whatever reason, doesn't too look small. too great right now. Too Falcons small for quarterback. Falcons are 2-0. Oh. We'll get to the Panthers-Seahawks uh, later. Man, I don't know. This game, I actually bet the Falcons a little bit. I was only at five and a half, like as soon as it opened, just because I thought the line was going to go down. Sure enough, it did, but I don't feel great about it. So maybe I'll try to take Detroit minus three, get a little middle. Little no, zone there. let it ride. Let it ride. Let it ride. Really? Let it ride. Let it ride. Um. Doesn't this Falcons team feel like that Panthers Darnold team that started three and zero? Just a I little that's bit. A, that's a fair like comparison. Christian McCaffrey's carrying the team on their back. You know the defense is playing out of their mind. The quarterback actually stinks, and everybody knows he stinks. But he's done just enough to get yes. them to three and zero. Yeah, yeah. And then it wouldn't they, shock me. They get to three and zero, and then who who do the Falcons have week four? Stats department. Uh, they have the Jack. Yep. Nice. At Jacksonville. Jacksonville's going to whoop them. Isn't that, is that the game in another country? Oh, no? no, that's London. That's the yeah. Toy Story game. Yeah. That's the I, w- game. I, I will be watching Toy Story cast. <laughs> and I can't blame you for that. I think that's a great, it's a great production by a great company. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's move on. None of that. Uh, none of that. I, that's like talking about a ex-girlfriend you miss. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dolphins Broncos Dolphins Broncos mm. uh, Games in Miami 1 o'clock uh, Dolphins minus 6.5 Over under 48.5 Dylan I think you have something on this one I hate the Broncos Broncos probably one of the most overrated teams I think I heard a lot of talk about Sean Payton coming in Oh Russ is going to get it figured out Not buying it Took him to miss the playoffs Broncos bad 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 Lost to the Commanders Devastating fashion um, I love the Broncos here. I love them. I love the Broncos. And let me tell you why. Because it's supposed to be rainy in Miami. It's gonna That always benefits the underdog. Take away the passing game. It's really what Miami does well. That benefits Denver greatly. Uh, and, and Denver hasn't had many issues running the ball. Uh, honestly, stats-wise, offensively, they haven't, they haven't had many issues at all, Denver. Um, you might think... Well, Dylan, they just lost to the Commanders. And I would say, you're right. I watched the game. But if you watch that game, Denver bailed Washington out plenty. Uh, there was one, it was like third and eight. I think uh, I think Howell took a sack. And it, it would have put him like fourth and f- whatever, 12. But there was some, I can't remember the penalty, but there was a defensive penalty, renewed 
the drive for them, and they ended up scoring a touchdown, a touchdown that ended up winning them the game because it was that that insurance touchdown before the Hail Mary. So Denver may have lost to Washington, but uh, they kind of – Washington got bailed out there. Uh, we'll hear more about that when we talk about Bills, Commanders. But I love Denver here, especially if you – I would wait, maybe see if you can get seven. Uh, but I, I hate Denver, low on Denver, but I love Denver this week. I got to agree with him this week, Carter. Uh, Denver's disgusting as a team, but Miami is the hot team right now. They're the team everybody's talking about. You see all the McDaniel Coach of the Year bets. You see Tua MVP favorite. You see Mr. Pac-12 Ken Dillon himself loving Tua every week. And you see Tyreek Hill, Offensive Player of the Year favorite. All all the stars are aligning for Miami. They're the sexy team. Everybody wants to watch them. Everybody wants to bet them. This is the letdown spot at home against a bad Denver team. This might be the kitchen sink game for Russ because you talked about Sean Payton coming in. I've heard this from a couple other people this week already, but even coming into the season, we talked about they signed Jared Stidham to a lot of money. They didn't sign him all that money just to sit the bench with no pressure on Russell Wilson. This could be Russell Wilson's kitchen sink game, if we're being completely honest. If he doesn't perform, what do you think Sean Payton's going to do? He's not going to go outside like that. I just think there's too many stars aligning for Miami. They're too sexy of a team right now. Everybody loves them. That's why I like Denver this week to cover the touchdown. This feels like a, oh my God, is Miami going to lose? And then they kick a last second field goal to win. I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm on Denver too. I love oh the pick. Gosh. You texted me earlier. You texted me earlier this week, Dylan. You're like, I love Denver. I love Denver plus seven. Get it now. Get it. Get it. Get it now. I love Denver for every reason you said. This defense is, and all the the rain is going to be such a factor in this game. Yeah. The, Samaji P Ryan sneaky anytime touchdown. But another reason I love this game. I'm not going to repeat everything Dylan said, but I will say. 80% of the bets are on the Dolphins, 20% on the Broncos, 64% of the money are on the Broncos. I And I want to throw this out there, too. We don't have to discuss it for long. I know we have a, a big docket ahead, but the Pats kind of locked down Tyreek Hill. Are, are there going to be other teams that, you know, maybe watch that tape, take a note from Belichick's playbook and, you know, well, it's, it's make not that even happen? Just that. Well, Waddle's questionable in this game, too. Yeah, I mean it's who There's knows a lot of river, a lot of rivers craycraft this week. <laughs> who who they uh did they just get Barrios? They have Barrios, right? Yeah, Barrios. Yes. Yeah, he's they a go with turner, yeah. Braxton Barrios anytime touchdown, Carter. There you go. No, stay away. <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're taking. Re- we're, this is a running backs week. He returns the kickoffs. There you go. That's that's at least four or five more touches. You know what? We can cut this part out. When was the last time you saw a white guy return a kick? <laughs> Ryan Switzer. Well. <laughs> Forrest Gump. Yeah, there you go. Yep. <laughs> You're right. You got. You have a point there, Carter. Sometimes the stats can't explain those things. <laughs> just just a tough, tough, scrappy running, I guess. Lunch uh, pail guy. <laughs> Lunch pail guy. Um, all right, so we're all on the Dolphins there. Not, nothing on the total nope. or anything? Nope. No, we we're are not on the, the Dolphins, Broncos. Carter. Or, sorry, are, Denver, 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 Denver. You are bamboozled. Denver. I know. He got, this is a he bad, got double Ds bad, on the mind. Bad, bad podcast by me. Uh, uh, bonk, bonk to Dylan, too. Uh, all right. No, that's you. That's you. Not me. I've done. No, no, you're the one saying. That's what you've got on the mind. All right, all right. Nothing. Come on, come on, Carter. Clean Nothing it up. This is a professional show. I know. Bears at the Chiefs. That is the correct game. The game is in Arrowhead. It is Chiefs minus 12 and a half, over under 47 and a half. 
Those are all correct. We're good there. Dylan, anything on this game? Nothing official. Um, I I mean, the Bears are bad. You can't bet the Chiefs when they're more than a touchdown favorite. It's, it, I don't know. I just don't know about this game. And to be honest, I don't care. The only thing that I really care to talk about is the fact that Justin Fields, Ohio State man, Ohio State made, Ohio State built, Buckeye built, threw his coaching staff under the bus. And that's all That's all that matters. It's the Ohio he State went, way. He wouldn't clarify it after. Come on, Dylan. They took it out of context. He wouldn't clarify what he meant. He, Come on. What he, what he meant to say, screw my coaches. I hate you guys. I wish I had Ryan Day back. Well, in all fairness, there's a couple of his coaches that are under some so, pretty heavy fire right now. So, you, But by saying yes. that, Dylan, do you think Ryan Day is awesome? I didn't. I bet Justin Fields thinks he is because he just pretty much he pretty much just said that these coaches that he has now aren't even human. They don't deserve jobs. They don't deserve to be on the payroll. They don't deserve to be able to put food on the table for their kids. He he is complete disregard for human life. All he cares about is not getting the blame for being a bad quarterback. Hmm. And that's what hmm. he is. He's a bad quarterback. It just we can we can sit here and we can make excuses. Bad offensive line. Bad defense. How are you going to win with that defense? The fact of the matter is when you step back, you have five seconds to make a decision, and then you end up running straight in, into your offensive five line. Five seconds? That's a long time. That's very true. But when you do that <laughs> and you run just straight into your offensive line, uh, then may, maybe it's not the coach's fault, all right? Maybe you're just dumb. And what's and funny is all offseason, we're all getting, as Panther as a Panther fan, I'm getting chirped at all offseason saying, oh, you know, we're going to get your number one pick. Still could be true, but the Bears—they're like, oh, and we're going to make the playoffs with the Bears. Like, you know how many? How much money are the sports books about to make off everybody's stupid Justin Fields MVP bets? Like, there was some is, serious hype around that. We—that's what we need to do next year is to build up one player specifically, Desmond Ritter. Next year, we're going to say Desmond Ritter MVP. It's the best bet. He's going to come back this season. Just give out some bullcrap nitpick stats that say he's going to win MVP. And then we just boost it up, and we take everybody's money, and we're the sports book. I, I will. I will say this could be. I'm trying to workshop a theory here. Uh, sports betting is legal in Illinois, and Justin Fields is a. He's a type of player that someone can get excited about when you haven't seen him play in three months. So, like in the middle of the summer, you could say, "Oh, Justin Fields is going to be good this year because he can run. He can run well." And it's almost like you forget about the previous season, and you you rebuy into this. Um, maybe the Bears are a sportsbook plant in order to get money from the people of Illinois. And then the season comes, and then the Bears are just bad. But then they can build it up all summer. Oh, Justin Fields, MVP, Bears are going to be back. Everybody, their little Chicagoland brains go and bet them, and then they go 3-14. and 14. I think conspiracy. that's, I think that's a, a, far, a further conspiracy. I'll bring it back like two steps. I do think these, you know, the certain media companies and certain sports books have their news people put out certain things being like, oh, Justin Fields is coming into camp ready this season. He's going to take over the league to put into dumb football brains like myself, say, oh my gosh, he's going to be awesome. Let's take him to win MVP. We're hearing great things out of training camp. When in reality, he probably sucked in training camp. Or like maybe hyping up first-round picks, first picks overall. The media be going crazy over some Alabama guy. No, I don't know. No, That's a no, good segue it's... to the Panthers game, if you want to use that. 
Uh, well, we never got a pick from anybody in this Bears Chiefs game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm the only one that's talked about that. <laughs> Maybe that's all that needs to be said. Um, the Chiefs defense, sneaky underrated guys, sneaky underrated defense. They held the almighty Jaguars offense. Everybody was all jacked up about coming into the year to, what was this? Am I reading this right? Nine points. What do you Lied. think they'll do against the Bears? What do you think they'll do against the Bears? I don't know. Is it a kitchen sink game for Justin Fields, though? I mean, after these comments, he might have to come out and kind of prove himself. What do you think? <laughs> well, what's point, over? <laughs> at this point, the dude could have a, a kitchen appliance store. If we're saying this is the kitchen sink game, the guy's had kitchen sink games for the past two years. I mean, you got 49ers against Trey Lance last year. Kitchen sink game. At, yeah, yeah. Kitchen sink game is his eighth one. But might you're kind of well working at Home Depot. If you're the Bears, though, you kind of backed yourself into a corner with this by trading the number one pick. You know, staying firm with Justin Fields, they kind of have to ride with him this year and even the start next year, no matter what. No, they don't. No, they don't. I, no, I they think don't. They, they kind of no, don't. no, they do not have to ride with him next year. If they're, they're going to be the worst team in the league, they can get Caleb Williams or Drake May. They could. I don't know. They if will. No. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. So two years. They is are it? two. Two years. Yes. For Justin. Yes. A hundred percent. We've seen this all across the league. Trey Lance canned. He's gone out of there. Two years. That why would you why would you stay with it when you've seen it stinks and you have Caleb Williams? You're not going to deny Caleb Williams. T- teams have talked themselves into crazier things. Oh, new coach coming in. Justin Fields has really been meshing with this guy. All the reports out of camp. Look at him. No, 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 no. Not even close. I can understand passing on Bryce Young. Bryce Young wasn't the generational prospect. Caleb Williams is the prospect. I, I think he's going to oh get, by, the t- by draft time, he's going to get hyped up more than Trevor Lawrence. Yes or no? Okay, but, but, but what if the Bears don't have the number one pick, though? <laughs> They're going to have a top five pick, and then you can get Drake May. Okay. Oh, I put you in a corner now. I put you in a corner now. All of a sudden, they're not going to take. They're all of a sudden they're not going to take Drake May now. Oh, oh, oh no! They're going to take Drake May now, but not Caleb Williams, who's going to go number one overall. I have nothing to say. I digress. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There it is. Um, in how, this game, how, the Caleb what? Williams. How how are we going to act? Have you watched USC football ever? <laughs> Besides the damn Pac-12 title game. What, what what are we getting? The bell curve that raising Kane's cards? We doing a magic trick now? Jack of clubs. <laughs> what, what are we doing here? We're a bit podcast. If you want, we can talk. Talking about Caleb Williams as a college quarterback is fine, but then to project and say like a generational, the guy plays in the Pac-12. No one sniffs defense. All these people have houses that are just open yards because there's no okay. fence. There's no okay, you, but that's the that's the laziest argument because you could say oh nobody God. nobody plays defense in the Pac-12, but Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL, and he played at Texas Tech. Pac-12, the Big Twelve. Sorry. Oh, well, I, I, mean, I said I said Big Twelve. Connor, first time, second time I, I said heard, Pac-12. I heard Pac-12. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I hear what you're saying. I and you know what? You might be right. I don't know. But to to say right now, while he's still in, not even the middle of this season, to say that Caleb Williams is generate, he's a great quarterback, great college football quarterback. The guy's playing against Swiss cheese defenses, game after game after game. UCL Utah is the toughest defense he plays. Dylan, you're not going to be uh, facing Utah's he, defense in the pros. Well, hey, he Dylan, also doesn't Dylan. play. He also doesn't play Utah. Oh wait, they play. I think they play Utah in LA actually. 
scratch that. Dylan, this is low even for you. Kicking a conference while it's down like this in their in their last year. They're not down. Oh, no, they're, they're not the, down. Car, they're, they're better than the AFC South. Oh, they're <laughs> they're the best conference in all of college football. This is their uh, last year, Dylan. Saying they play good I mean, defense. They're, they're, better than, they're, they're better than the Big Ten as a whole. Would Washington beat the Texans? No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I am I am saying that it, as a whole give it a couple Pac twelve as a whole the Pac twelve is better than the Pac ten. Would USC Pac, beat Chicago? Pac ten? Is this a is it this is a bit now? Is it, you're doing this on purpose. <laughs> no, I'm really not. I'm having a stroke today. <laughs> uh, we're on we're on we're on like eight hours of sleep in three days. Uh, I, I would be know. willing to to present a case next podcast about Pac twelve versus Big Twelve Big Ten. I almost said Big Twelve. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, Big 12 almost, Big almost. Yeah. yeah, almost. Almost um, Bears Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing for me. Nothing. Uh, yeah, no. Stay. Just don't. Don't. Don't bet it. If you want to, don't. Don't even tease the game. Just don't do it. This has all the makings of a garbage to? time touchdown. Justin Fields stat pad. Ten point tease. Ten. If you did a ten point teaser, would, who would ever have experience doing that? All right, I hear you. I, I do you not? Have you ever? Had, Let's bring up this point now. We can edit a bunch of this out. I have all night to edit. Dylan, uh, have you ever done a 10-point tease before? No. Well, you need six teams to make that even money? No, three. Mm. No, I've never I've never done the 10-point tease. Yeah. I've done the 13-point before, and that was uh, the dumbest mistake in my life. Um, anyhow, I'm all in. Confessional. We're, we're a confessional right now. We're, I know. What I love is we, the longer we talk, Carter just keeps making up conferences. Next thing you know, Wyoming is going to be playing in the Mountain East. We'll have- <laughs> <laughs> Panther Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks minus six right now. Games in Seattle. Over under 42 and a half. Oh, no, down to 42. Uh, Panthers. Panthers, we need to talk. We need to have, you know, an intervention here. Uh I will give Dylan some flowers. It is week two. I will say, Dylan, yes, I was a little too high on Bryce Young, but I don't know if I was a little too high on Bryce Young as much as I was too high on the Panthers as a whole. I think that's where my problem was because I thought the Panthers, the O-line would have been better, the receivers would have been better, and therefore I thought Bryce Young would have been better. Turns out it's all kind of terrible, if we're being honest. The Panthers kind of stink. Carter, I I agree with you. I'll go real quick, Dylan. I agree with you, Carter. I thought the Panthers – I didn't think Bryce Young was going to be great day one right away. I thought the rest of the Panthers would be good enough to lift him up. I thought the coaching staff would put him in good positions. I thought they'd call plays that he would thrive. And I thought the weapons would be a little bit better, a little bit more separation off the ball. I haven't really seen any of that. Bryce Young's kind of just out there throwing three-yard outs and running for his life, and the O-line stinks, and there's already a guy out for the year. I was too high on him as well. Carter, I was too high on him as well. It's it's a little bit it's a little bit jarring to see some of the play calling. It's just not fun to watch. We were texting about it during the game Monday. It's just not fun to watch. At least give him a chance. I don't know. Defense isn't bad from what I've seen. Not not many tests. We have the Falcons and the Saints so far, but that's something to hang your hat on. How are we feeling about no, the defense, boys? The defense is good, but the problem is everybody. one player has to have a season-ending injury every game. Shaq Thompson last game bro, to, destroyed his fibula. And then week one, J.C. Horn, like, you know, yeah. you know, history repeats itself constantly. Hands Even Brian play. Burns tweaked his ankle. He was on the sideline for a few series. Like, you just can't win. Like, the defense is sneaky good, but there's going to be half of them on the field by, the, by week 10. So... 
Yeah, I don't know. Dis- I mean, we're back to despair. We're back to despair on this podcast. The other the other thing is with the Panthers, I know we haven't talked about them at all yet this season, and that, there's a reason why. It's because they're not fun. They're not fun to watch. They're not fun no. to talk about. They're, I mean, everybody on Monday night was like, really? We got the Panthers and the Saints? We'll get, I mean, we don't have to talk about the Saints right now, but they stink too. But they stink. They stink. But anyhow, the Panthers, like, I'm going to, I believe in Bryce Young. I believe Bryce Young will be a good quarterback in this league. Am I saying he's going to be a top five? No. Could he reach the top 10 level, you know, for a few years, maybe as a peak? Maybe. No. I'm, but, yeah. Oh, mm, no. no. It's not out of the rail. No. It's, been, it's been two games. It's been two games. We, Okay, it's been two guys too two games. said it all year. Guy too, guy can't quarterback sneak. You're telling me he's that much smaller than Hurts. We don't need a quarterback sneak if you have a backup quarterback who can come in and sneak for you. Then they know it's coming. No, they, they don't. Sneaking. No, they don't because we did we did the exact same thing on on Monday night. We said, "All right, we're going to go quarterback sneak with Andy Dalton on third and short." And said, "Flip pass out to Miles Sanders." Faked him. Well, you no, know, you put him in a catch 22 there. Too small for a quarterback sneak. He is too small for a quarterback sneak. And it is worrisome, but I, I let's let's chill dog chill on Bryce Young being a bust, all that. His receivers are terrible. Like terrible. DJ Chark, not a hundred percent. Adam Thielen on the downside of his career. Jonathan Mingo, rookie, is second round, does not look too great raw. so far. Terrace Marshall, what are you? Yeah. Hayden Hurst, the maybe the most average tight end in football right now. Like, if you just ranked all 32 tight ends, is he 16? Like, is he just middle of the pack, number 16 circled? Yeah. Probably. I think that's fair. I think exactly. Fair. Nobody could get separation against an elite Saints defense. Nobody could get separation. If you watch from the all 22 angle, from Bryce Young's view, no one is open. No one is open. And even Dan Orlovsky was saying that constantly on the broadcast is, well, look, as this game keeps going along, nobody's open for Bryce Young. There's not much for him to do there. And I know, Dylan, you were texting saying, oh, but you're not, he's not putting guys in positions to make plays. Yep. Yeah, I, I guess that, I guess that's true. But you also don't want to throw a pick. So you kind of have to throw it away from the defender. But it's what, what? Situa- in the situation that they were in, where they were driving down the field and it was the end of the game, do or die score, you can risk throwing an interception and give your receiver a better – you can throw a 50 Were you talking ball. about? Are you talking about on that last drive in the Saints game where the, when they scored the yeah. touchdown? When I texted you, that's what I was talking about. But, but they're giving them the underneath throws. They're playing soft coverage, so why not just take the 10-yard throws? And they ended up scoring a touchdown that drive. There's no need to chuck it on that play if they're giving you the easy 10-yard throws with two minutes left. Take what it they're giving you. I hear that, and that's what they ended up doing, but when – it depends what the game plan was, I guess, because if they really were trying to shoot down the field like it seemed like they were, then Young needs to give his receivers a chance to make that throw, even if that means an increased risk of it getting picked off. Well, this now, is partially this is this is partially in the play calling as well, because like we're just running three yard out routes. The Panthers are running three yard out routes and trying to run this dink and dunk offense. There's no downfield threat, so the defense can stack the box. And the only time they didn't do that was the last drive when the Panthers got this garbage time touchdown and wasted you know however long on the clock. There's no downfield threat. They know Bryce Young can't make a pass downfield right now. They're not even calling it. Well, it's not even making the pass downfield. I think it's mainly think about Adam Thielen going one on one deep downfield. When are you ever going to see that? And he's our I, best receiver. I wouldn't mind seeing LaVisca Chenault get the ball more. 
At least he's got some speed, some juice to him. I mean, I don't know. Just do something else. We got like three of the same guys on offense. Hayden Hurst, Thielen, and I don't know, whoever else, Mingo right now. They all just run the same routes. They can't get separation. Chark's hurt. They can't get separation. It's it's the same problem with every single guy catching passes. Yeah, I I think it's nailed on the head there. Uh, They play the Seahawks this week in Seattle. Road game, tough road game, six-point dog. Uh, Geno Smith and the boys, they got it done. They got it done in, in Detroit, 37-31. They played great, but also that Detroit defense kind of stinks too. Yeah. Eh, like, I'm, am, I'm not totally sold on the Seahawks. Are you, Dylan? No, absolutely not. I still think they're a pretty bad team. I actually have already taken the Panthers this game. Uh, so I'm going to shout out Nick Giffen, Action Network. He does these luck rankings, and I swear they're the best things ever because you can – it, it really quantifies like teams that ha- get lucky with turnovers and uh, you know just fluky plays. Panthers are actually one of the unluckiest teams. So just blindly on that alone, I took I took the Panthers. I'm I'm on I'm on the Panthers too this week. I'm on the Panthers again. <laughs> I, I know. Oh, you know, confession booth. I need to. Lord, forgive me for my sins, but I'm on the Panthers again. I think they cover. I think they keep this close. I think the defense keeps them in this game. Geno Smith, when he's under pressure, he struggles. We've seen that time and time again. When he's played the San Francisco 49ers, who can get to him, he struggles. The Panthers are going to be able to get to him. I'm not concerned about that. I'm just the only thing I'm really concerned about is the can the offense score 20 points? If the offense, yeah. offense can score over 20 points, they'll win this game outright. But if the offense can't score 20, Stay. Then the Panthers aren't winning this game. They can maybe keep it close, but they have to score twenty points to win this ball game. Carter, uh, you talked about before the show. You said I'm a little scared. We're going to be chalk on some of these games this week, as far as like all of us lined up together. I like the Panthers this week too, and I like them to keep it close. The defense, like you said, is going to keep them in the game. This is the week to bet Geno Smith throw a pick. This is the week to bet Geno Smith throw a pick. He's going to be under pressure. He's going to launch it downfield. Carolina's defense is good enough to pick him off once, if not twice. You can get Geno Smith to throw a pick at plus one twenty five right now. I think that's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. Odds. He hasn't thrown one through the first two weeks. Oh yeah. There was some stats I did in the preseason podcast about how he had like some of the most turnover worthy plays last year. He's going to throw some picks this year. This is the time he's going to get the first one. So I, that's my favorite play: the Geno like Smith that. pick. I yeah. I I don't hate like a sneaky one if you're looking for a long shot play. Is the Panthers defense to score? I think that, I think they're going to put Geno in hell in hell on Sunday. So I also like maybe lean under two, but sneaky under game. Yeah. Panthers plus six. We're all in the Panthers. Keep pounding Dylan. Keep pounding. Oh, wow. Uh, Fire up the meme. Here we go again. Uh, but yeah, any other games we want to talk about? Kind of, kind of a, kind of a stinky NFL slate for being honest. Bills, 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 bills. Love the bills. I'll touch on it real quick. Cause I know, I know we're going pretty long, but bills, commanders, we touched on it a little bit with Denver. Uh, Commanders came back with an amazing win, but that was kind of because Denver shot themselves in the foot. The Bills quietly kill the Raiders after laying a big old stinker in prime time. Uh, I think it's still six and a half. I, I had it at six. I would take it before seven. Um, the Bills team we saw last week was the expectation. The Bills team we saw... Um, on Monday night football against the jets is the exception in my, opinion. that was the anomaly. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So as much as I love, as much as I love Sam Howell, I don't see them competing in this game. This is a, this is a clear talent discrepancy. Washington's two and O doesn't really feel like a two and O team to me. 
As much as I love I will, Sam Howell, I think the Bills roll. I like the Bills real quick, though. Sam Howell looking good. He's, he's looking oh, good. Sam Howell is looking like a legitimate starter, so hopefully you can yep. keep that up. But when he plays some real teams, then I'll, I'll be able to get fully on the bandwagon. Yeah. I also don't I don't know what the luck rankings are from what you were talking about with that guy at action. I would very I would imagine that the commanders are very high on the luck rating so far yep. this season. Hey. And that would just that explains everything. I love this pick. I think uh putting the Bills in a money line parlay this week is a great idea. Yeah. Or tease or six point tees. Six point tees. Ten point tees. Thirteen no. point tees. Oh, let's just yeah. twenty one. You get one. You get one. Yeah, alternate spread. Bills plus fifteen. Um, Jeez, the Bills minus six and a half. I love that. Uh, should we do the parlay? The oh, I'm ready. This is the week. Yeah. This is the week for the parlay. I've got good vibes okay. for the NFL parlay. It's the get right week. All right. After the parlays, we'll take a quick break. But uh, let's do it real quick. NFL parlays this week. Uh, my pick: Packers minus two. I'm going back to the Packers. Well, they screwed me against the Falcons. I did have them on the spread and the money line, so you know evened out there last week. I'm going to ride the pa- the Packers again. I think this Saints team is really bad. I re- I think they're terrible. This offense yeah. is garbage. Chris Olave, if he doesn't make that play, the Panthers win that ball game. If he doesn't make that miraculous one handed catch, the Panthers win that game. The and the Titans. Tannehill threw three picks in that game and still only lost by two points to the Saints. Yes, the Titans have a great defense. Yes, the Panthers have a great defense. But guess what? The Packers also have a great defense. This is not going to happen again. The Packers, if the Packers can score 20 points, they're going to beat them. I think they do. Aaron Jones coming back. Christian Watson's supposed to play. Give me the Packers minus two. I'm all in on the Packers. I like that. I like the Packers. Uh, We'll note, this is the third time, third out of three weeks they've been in the parlay, so... Shout out Green Bay. Uh, my pick here, I don't know if Dylan's going to love this one. It's the Texans-Jaguars over 43 and a half. That's my pick for the parlay this week. I uh, don't love putting money on C.J. Stroud, but I think this is a get-right game from Jacksonville. I think after scoring nine points last week against Kansas City, they might come out and get 30 by themselves. I think Jacksonville might come out and get 30 by themselves. Easily see Houston scoring two touchdowns, especially one in garbage time. 43 and a half is not a large number. Took the Bengals Ravens over last week. There was some there was some skepticism on that pick. Hit easily. I rode. So, I rode. Thank you. Give me Jags Houston over 43 and a half is what I got it at. I love this pick. I actually do. I love this pick. I like oh. AFC South overs because these games get a little funky. Come on, Dylan. Nico Collins is catching a touchdown this so, game. Jaguars the, dropping oh, 30. With the AFC with the AFC South totals, it's either like misses by a mile or hits by a million. Like there yeah, is you know, no, in you between. know what's happening the, in the first half. The, the totals never get close in the AFC South matchups. It feels like I love this play. I know Dylan pride doesn't, but uh, real quick, Dylan, what's your game this week? You're covering on action. Do you know yet? Oh, uh, it's Broncos dolphins. Okay. I was going to say, I was going to say, if you had, if you had Texans Jaguars, the easiest play in the world, ETN yards, oh. ETN oh, yards, God. ETN anytime touchdown. I need I need to start hitting so well that um, I can like request games and just get give me every Texans game, every single just, one. Just spoon feed them. <laughs> uh, Dylan, what's your pick for the parlay? Bills minus six and a half or whatever it's at. Take it up to I would still take seven. Don't take seven and a half. Uh, reasons I stated they Bills are one of the unluckiest teams compared to the Commanders, who are one of the luckiest. Almost lost the Cardinals week one. Let's not forget that. Um, Bills all the way here. I think I think that uh, I, I think people are still going to be overreacting from that Monday night game. 
and probably di- probably didn't see much of the Raiders game like I did. So I love it. So that's the NFL parlay this week. It is Bills minus six. We have the Jags Texans over 43 and a half. And then the Packers minus two against the New Orleans Saints in Lambeau plus 600 odds right there. This is our get right parlay. This is our get right. Get back in the green so we can put out on the social graphic like, oh, we're plus two and a half units or 2.7 units so far, 3.3 units, whatever. So then people can be like, oh, yeah, these guys, they do they do know ball. Even They're though sharp. The pick, They're sharp. Even though the picks on all the parlays are positive. We're winning all our picks. So if you take them individually, because these are our best bets. These are genuinely our best bets in, our, in these parlays. Like, this is my favorite pick this week is Packers minus two. I love this play. Connors, Jags, Texans, over 43 and a half. He loves this play. How many times do we have to say it? Dylan, you love the Bills minus six. Uh, nobody circles the wagons. Like the Buffalo like Bills. Like the Buffalo Bills. Um, NFL anytime touchdown parlay this week. Uh, man, we we uh, we we weren't so hot last week. We that so that was last bad. Week. Last week was embarrassing, guys. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's yeah. even more embarrassing when you consider the overs hit at like an alarming rate. <laughs> I know. Yeah, like, and we still there was, there was 68 points in a game, and we took the number one receiver in that game to score a touchdown, <laughs> and he still didn't. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, uh, that was tragic. But anyhow, it's a, it's a three-person parlay this week, so better chance of it hitting, uh, even though it's still high odds. Uh, my pick, Travis Etienne. I alluded to earlier, the Texans suck. E- take every single running back that's playing the Texans to score a touchdown. It's free money. It's free money. You're stealing money. And also, sneaky, take Trevor Lawrence to run in one, too. I, I like that play. Uh, I'll go next year. I'm taking Javante Williams for the Broncos. They're playing the Dolphins. Don't love the Dolphins' run defense. You know, got absolutely obliterated by the Chargers week one. It was a very high-scoring game, 36-34, I think it was. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson scored for the pass against them a couple days ago. I like Javante Williams to get his first touchdown of the year this year. We talked about scored like three week one. Right. (laughs) It's going to be a gross game, whether maybe Broncos running the ball. I think Javante finds his groove this week, gets in the end zone against the Dolphins, plus 135 right now. DK. ETN minus 110, by the way. Dylan, go ahead. Uh, so I'm living like Amish. I have no Wi-Fi right now. I can't remember who, who was the, what was the name of the guy that I gave? Oliver. Josh Oliver. <laughs> if that, that Josh, tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, that tells you what, yeah. Well, well, Chargers, Vikings, we already talked about it. Red zone game. It's, uh, everybody and their mother's going to be scoring in this game. And Kirk, I, I'm going to, I'm, I think I'm going to manufacture some drama here. I'm, I think maybe Kirk's going to try and get back at JJ a little bit. For, for messing up last game. So I'm going to go, uh, well, Oliver, something Oliver. Josh Oliver. Josh, Josh Oliver. Oliver is six to one. He's all right. And in all seriousness, 83% reception rate. He's been targeted six times and he's had five receptions. All right. So well, he, that's the NFL parlay. Does, why not just like TJ Hawkinson? Why not like a TJ Hawkinson play? Or even Jordan Addison, if you want to get plus odds. Because I think that so many. KJ Osborne. Are, so many people are going to score that it's not worth going for someone that's two to one. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's the, that's the NFL anytime touchdown parlay this week. It's Josh Oliver, six to one. We have Travis ETN minus minus one ten, and Javante Williams plus plus one thirty five comes out to plus 3000. Let me give you a little piece of advice on the anytime touchdown parlay. All these sports books, they're offering the $25 risk-free parlay oh, bet or yes. anything like that. Go ahead and use it on this because I don't feel I don't feel too confident. 
we'll maybe see. and maybe sub out Josh Oliver for uh, for TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> just 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 for, my for TJ Spears maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah maybe for Derrick Henry instead of TJ Spears. <laughs> Uh, all right, we'll move on to college football in just a sec. All right, college football time. Florida State at Clemson. Florida State minus two and a half, over under 55 and a half. I'll start things off real quick. Clemson money line for everything. I think Clemson's going to come in here and dominate this game. Uh, Cade Clubnett bounce, bounce back game. This is when people are going to start believing in Cade as well. I think this Clemson defense is good. We saw them against Duke. The Duke game is a weird game to like go off of. That was one yeah. of the weirdest football games if you've ever watched it. Even Dabo was like, that's a weird game. But Dabo is a weird guy. I mean, have you seen his TikToks in press conferences? Strange guy. The cult of Dabo is real. Anyhow, but I think it's a bounce back game. It's like, you know, when Alabama loses and they're going into that next game, you know they're going to steamroll that FCS school. And I think, obviously, this is a big game. This is Clemson season on the line. FSU, it's not – their season really isn't on the line here. Even if they lose this game – they can still make a run at the playoff. They can still win the ACC title game. They still have that win over LSU that's going to look great by the end of the season. There's a lot more on the line here for Clemson. Yeah, I agree here, Carter. I think Clemson, this is a huge game for them. They have to come out and win this game. We were singing their praises preseason. We were saying Clemson to win the conference, Clemson to maybe even go undefeated over 10.5 wins. We called Florida State as the sexy team. We said if they beat LSU, everybody's hopping on the bandwagon. Sure enough, we're here. Everybody's going to be thinking about that Florida State week one win against LSU. They're going to be thinking about that Clemson letdown. Is Dabo done against Duke? I like Clemson here. The line tells you all you need to know for it to yes, be it two does. and a half, three point favorites for a number four team in the country over an unranked team. It's a noon kickoff. Weird things happen at noon. It's not even prime time. Give me Clemson here. Give me Clemson here. Give me Clemson all the way. We are high on them preseason, and I'm riding it. I'm riding it. I know they had a flub against Duke. I'm riding it. Dylan. hickory dickory doc the mouse went up the clock coach sweeney got that drip and now he's on tiktok that was give me clemson here that was great i can't i i can't believe you recited that perfectly i would have i mean obviously i i can't even say what conference clemson's in at this point but that was nice i (laughs) golf glad that was great that was beautiful Shout out mostly sports. They play it like every single day on that show. But uh, shout out yeah, mostly I, sports. One of the best podcasts out there right now. I love Clemson. I Florida State. I didn't understand the hype about, and they went. They beat LSU pretty handedly. At least that's what the score looks like on paper. Really didn't outgain them by much. Only one more first down. Um, and then the the close game to Boston College has me worried big time. So I. I'm with you. I'm on Clemson. I like it. I think everybody's going to want to rush to take Florida State. Um, Agreed. There, there's a reason three's not there yet. There, there's a reason why three's not there. and Because I, I think everybody's taking Florida State, and they're still not giving you three. Uh, so, big on Clemson with the two and a half. Uh, I, I really like Clemson here. You're looking at the numbers right now. I mean, the public is so heavy on Florida State. And uh... – it, you're in, it's interesting, like I always use the Duke-Tennessee NCAA tournament example. The sportsbook trusts their numbers. They, they trust that number, 
and I'm I'm gonna back Clemson here. I got screwed on it when I said, "Oh, Nebraska plus three against Colorado," but that was a blind one. The, the the Nebraska talent aspect was just so the talent disparity was so bad in that game. The talent disparity is not that bad in this game. Yes, Jordan no. Travis is good. Cade Kublik, Cade Klubnik can make those errors sometimes, but talent wise, they're both they're four or five star recruits all over the field here. Give me give me Clemson in this one big time. I love Clemson this week. But let's move on. Uh, what, what game do we want to go to next? We want to go. We want to stay. We want to go Big Ten. Are we thinking Big Ten? I don't know, Carter. You've had some trouble at the conference tonight. You sure? You sure? We can. Uh, I know. Carter, we can. Carter will say we're going to talk Big Ten, and then we'll get like uh, at State, Wyoming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jacksonville no, State. Let's do Big Ten. Uh, ranked matchup: Iowa at Penn State. Is this the whiteout game? I don't think. I don't think so. Okay, I, I just want. Ohio. I didn't know if we got stats department on that one or not. So, is it? I, Ohio State's a noon or noon kickoff. Mm, yes, yeah, so we talked about that. Michigan. Oh, it is Michigan, isn't it? Nope, Michigan's a noon kickoff. Oh, well, maybe it is. Hey, this Iowa, might then. be the whiteout. This might be the whiteout game. Anyhow, uh, Penn State minus fourteen and a half over under forty. Um. This is going to be gross. Give me Iowa. Really? Give me Iowa. Wow. I would not. I did not expect that. I'll be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I give me Iowa. I just think this Penn. I think Iowa just keeps it within two scores. I think the defense is so good. We saw Penn State couldn't pull away from Illinois. Same thing's going to happen in this game. I like Iowa has a is twice the team Illinois is. Mm-hmm. I'm going. I'm going all in. Give me the Hawkeyes plus fourteen and a half this week. I don't. I don't hate that. They have the better quarterback than Illinois. Like, no, I think Drew. They, I think they have but. better. I think they have better everything than Illinois. And yeah. Illinois thirty to thirteen. I think we're going to see a similar result. I think it'll be more like fourteen to twenty eight kind of deal. Yeah, I agree. I I haven't taken anything this game. It's a really interesting game because everybody wants to talk about Drew Aller and how good he is, and we haven't seen anything yet. I know, like Brandon Walker's big thing is how good Drew Aller is or is going to be, and yet we're going off high school stats. So it this will be his first test because Iowa's defense, if they have anything going for them, it's their defense, and their offense has improved a little bit. Um I'm going to stay away. I would lean under, but I'm not going to take it. Um, but I I think Iowa could beat Penn State, in all honesty. I, I It would not – that is not outside my realm of possibilities. Especially when the total's 40 and you're getting yeah. 14 and a half points that, with, a, with an elite defense. Like, you have to take the dog there. That was my next point, as I was going to say. Since we started doing gambling content on this show a couple years ago, I've learned some things. I've learned some lessons <laughs> the hard way. And whenever you're laying more than two touchdowns with a total at 40, I can't take that. In all confidence, I cannot take a favorite to win by two scores when the total is 40 or less. That seems nuts. So if I had to choose give me Iowa, I'm probably staying off this game, though, genuinely. This might be a game where if Penn State scores early and maybe stops Iowa, then you bet Iowa plus 20 or something ridiculous on the live. But as far as pregame goes, I think I'm staying away. So they're saying 27 to 13? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. That's odd. This is a weird one. This is a weird one. I don't know. This is a weird one. This is a weird one. It, at Penn State at night doesn't make me feel better about taking Iowa, but I just don't see Iowa getting 
blown blown out in this game. Like, yes, their offense struggles, but I just don't think Penn State can if they can't blow out Illinois. Why can't why would they be able to blow out Iowa? Uh, let's ride the Hawkeyes there. Uh, all right, let's move on. Colorado at Oregon. Uh, Oregon minus twenty one over under seventy and a half in this game. This is a big spread. This is a big spread. Colorado 3-0. and We all saw what happened last week. We don't have to go over the Colorado State stuff. Uh, a lot less talking going into this week. A lot less talking oh, going yeah. into this week. And it's, uh, I think the Buffaloes know, know what's coming. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I think, uh, honestly, with Colorado, their, big, their skill positions are great, but their problems are both of their lines. Um, I don't know tw- what is it? It was 20 and a half. What's it at now? It's 21. 21. Yeah, that's about right. I, I think Oregon blows the doors off of them. I just don't think that Colorado is going to be able to stop anything. Uh, and that, I mean, Colorado really hasn't been able to stop anything all year. Nebraska was a low scoring game and that's just because Nebraska's offense is bad. So I, I, I like Oregon here. I think Oregon makes a statement and, it, I like what Dion's doing. I really do. I think it's fun having Lil Wayne go out at like the rock with you in the, in the locker room. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Um, but or Oregon's just better. It's, and it's as simple as that. I think it's honestly just disrespectful to football. Yeah. It's not, it's oh, not a show. You probably love, I mean, come on. You probably love what Matt <laughs> rules doing. Then don't you car with the process. <laughs> oh my gosh. Seven years. He tried so hard in his press conference yep. when he lost to Colorado did not say seven years. He tried so hard. Uh, Dylan, I'm with you here. Oregon minus 21 is the play for me. I'm playing this one. I think they, I think this could be like 45, 14 type deal. I mean, I think they could destroy them. I think playing at Eugene in Autzen stadium is one of the hardest places to play in the country. That's not talked about. That is a brutal place to play. They never lose up there. Give me Oregon minus 21. It's going to be a blowout. I, I'm with both of you guys here. We're we're staying aligned on this game. I think Oregon steamrolls here. I was I was hesitant on Colorado last week, and sure enough, they almost lost to Colorado State. Now rivalry game, tensions were high, night game, you know, whatever. Oregon is a better team. The talent disparity is there. Travis Hunter's gone for Colorado, which is one of their biggest playmakers on both offense and defense, if we're thinking about it. I think Oregon's just that much better. The line is this high for a reason. People are gonna say, Oh, Colorado hype, Dion is not gonna let these boys get blown out by three touchdowns. This is a letdown spot. And if for some whatever reason they come out and cover, I'm doubling down on USC next week. So one of these games, Colorado is going to get blown out. That That is 100% going to happen. Probably going to be this week. If not, I'm doubling down next week on USC. This will happen. Also, I just real quick, Oregon winning, uh, to further help my case, can't storm the field as 20-plus point favorites. You just can't do it. Sorry. Really? Yeah, I don't care. Can. I don't care. I do. Let them do you, it. You, Dylan hates fun. No, th- this is the least surprising thing I've heard. Dylan hates fun. He loves rules. He loves Big Ten football. You love the the diamond formation where you can only do backwards passes, don't you? I like I like fun, but I like safety as well. And when you're when you're storming, <laughs> that's the, the field, most Dylan. Get that get that written down. That's clip. the most Dylan quote of when all you, time. When you're storming the field as twenty point favorites, where's the line? Are you just going to storm the field anytime you win? Is that what's well, it's against, an, it's against a rival. It's against a rival, Colorado State. It, do, it doesn't matter. If, if Michigan is 20-point favorites against Ohio State at any time in my life and we storm the field after beating them, uh, I will have to have a serious talk with the boosters. 
And no, not Moderna, <laughs> not Pfizer. I'm talking about the financial boosters. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I can't I can't say anything. Um all right, let's uh, let's get this going. Um, yeah, anything else in this game? Oregon, Colorado. I think this might be over by halftime. I think mm. so too. Yep, yep. I think so too. It's a it's a twelve thirty kickoff Pacific time, local time. Yeah, this this one this one might be ugly. Uh, game of the week. I've been we've been waiting all off season to talk about this game. Ohio State in South Bend against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. The spread is Ohio State. Three point favorites over under 55 and a half. We all got our Notre Dame in early at plus eight and a half or seven and a half, nine and a half, whatever you got it at. We all, us three, all got it in early. Uh, what's the play here now? It's down to three. Dylan, you want to start here? You want me to go? Six versus nine. Nice. Six versus nine. No nice. matter who wins here as a Michigan fan, you're leaving with a bad taste in your mouth. So, I, I don't know. Um, I I don't know. The, both teams really have. I think played. I think you want to say Ohio State. They look good Dil- against Western Kentucky. But who did you just say? Who did you just say? What team did you just no, say they played against? That's a, Western Kentucky. That's fair. Western Kentucky, West- pride of the Big Ten. Sorry. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I'm, get, I, I'm, getting, good. Di- I'm getting diddled on here. Western Kentucky isn't – they're not the worst of the group five schools. Like, uh, that was impressive to me compared to what they did against Indiana. Youngstown State, a joke. The fact that they schedule them, don't even get – people want to give Michigan fans crap for the schedule they have. We're not scheduling FCF schools. But you got to do, you got to do basketball fan in this chat. So be careful about scheduling. What are you talking? Duke basketball's playing Arizona for first game of the year. I don't want to hear it. Caleb Love might have 40. Yeah, maybe <laughs> he like, will. That that's too, we got, Hey, we got a month and a half until then, I, 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 I stay, on, stay on course, stay on course here. Also, don't even go there. Don't even go there with the Michigan stuff. They scheduled four cupcakes to start the year. No, wait, three or four. Who do they play week four? Rutgers, it's well, that's not their do- that's not their doing. So, but that and that's and I had this conversation today with my brother in law. It's like you schedule these games five years in advance, right? We scheduled we scheduled Washington when they were in the college football playoff. We we can't tell that they're going to fall off a cliff and be bad. I think I years. think you can tell if UNLV are in Bowling Green and East East Carolina are going to suck, and that's fine. But why <laughs> would we schedule tough games? Well, well, two double case. First case would be why would we schedule tough games when you if you lose them you get penalized for it and two we're not scheduling FCS schools what was that? <laughs> what is happening? Those right are the now? balloons that Michigan sets off after beating a group of five school. <laughs> did, some, did someone I, do that to me? I didn't set off anything. I think that's on your end. You're yeah you're lying. You're being dumb now. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> I, 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 w- I, w- I wish I wish this was an old switcheroo by me, but no, it's not. Maybe it was some sign. I don't know. But anyway. <laughs> what the hell is it? I think there's <laughs> ghosts on this podcast. Yeah, we got to get out of here. At least we don't schedule FCF schools. And this is the second year in a row that Ohio State has scheduled Youngstown State. It's an embarrassment. But is it an embarrassment? To- in, in, in-state school, you get to play them? Give, give Youngstown State a chance? Give a check a chance for a chance for what a check 
Nice okay, payday. Check. A check, maybe, <laughs> but if we want to talk about, we're doing the same exact thing for East Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green. Yeah, I know. No, so, it's it's the same thing. But there's no point. There's no now that BYU's in the in a Power Five conference. I don't want them playing good schools. You know, I like you can maybe play one game to sell to a TV network, but after that, I don't want them yep. playing a good school. I want them to boot, beef up that record. Be three and zero going into conference play. Talk me into them going to the college football playoff and then losing to Kansas week four. And let's not forget we we played Alabama like six seven years ago. So just saying, but. Anyway, That's not helping got, the case. Well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, going going back to this game, uh, I really don't know what to expect. Um, I think Notre Dame hasn't had many tests either. Uh, I think Sam Hartman's a better quarterback than Kyle McCord. Kyle McCord has not impressed me, but that Ohio State defense has taken some major steps from what I've seen. And what Western Kentucky, even though we can joke about them, but. If they have anything going for them, it's their offense, specifically their passing offense. So um, I'm going to go Notre Dame. And believe it or not, I want I do want Ohio State to win because I want Michigan and Ohio State to be undefeated when, when we play. Like, that's just good for the rivalry, good for college football. Um, but I think Notre Dame pulls this one out. I'm going to clip that little tiny part where you said, I want Ohio State to win, and then it just cuts off right there. Yeah, there you go. That's perfect. Yeah, little, That's perfect. Yes, CNN running over here. Fake news. <laughs> oh boy, he's been on Amy Schumer too long. Um, I mean, this game, like now that the spread's down, like I'm just gonna ride my Notre Dame plus eight and a half, obviously. But I know that sucks for the people out there. Who are like, well, I didn't get that. Like, okay, yeah, I understand that. Uh, Notre Dame money line. How about that? Well, Notre Dame money sharp, line. Ooh, if you were sharp enough to bet that in August, like we were, take some notes. That's right. We're sharp on this podcast. I also took it. I like the under. Surprisingly enough, Dylan just hit I don't on Ohio hate that. I don't hate it. Dylan just hit on Ohio State's defense. This is a primetime 7:30 game NBC 6 versus 9. There might be a little buttholes might be a little tight to start the game, so neither teams are in a rush either. They haven't been all yeah. season. Notre Dame doesn't right. rush. Ohio State has not rushed, which is not like them. And I don't know if they're going to go back to it or not, but I I don't yep. I don't hate that. I don't hate that play. Yeah. Ohio Martin, State's yeah. defense might be – both teams might be just like – you don't really know what their defense yeah. is, though, because they haven't played great offenses. I know right. everyone's like, oh, well, NC State played – or Notre Dame played NC State. Guess what? Brendan Armstrong's their quarterback, maybe the worst quarterback in the ACC. Let's be honest. So yeah. that doesn't tell you much there. Uh, Notre Dame money line for me. I think this is the Sam Hartman Heisman party. Who, whichever quarterback comes out as the winner in this game, immediately becomes the Heisman favorite right away. Oh, yeah. Not they're not going to win the Heisman, but I think they become right there with Caleb Williams and Shadur Sanders is going to fall off after they get blown out by Oregon. They're going to jump right to the one-two spot, either McCord or Sam Hartman. Uh, I think Sam Hartman's the better quarterback, and I think that's what matters at the end of the day in this game. I think they both have great running backs. Uh, I think they both have this about the. I think the skill positions and the defense are roughly the same. I think it comes down to the quarterback play. Give me the ninth year senior Sam Hartman, the Luke May lookalike. Give me Sam Howell lookalike too. Give me rib Sam on Hartman. the necklace. Rib on the necklace. Uh, give me Sam Hartman, Notre Dame. I'm going to take the money line straight up as well. I'm going to double down. I like that. I like the money line. Give me the under as well. All right. All right. Uh, the other, Just real quick, other thing I like uh, this week, BYU-Kansas over. Just take it. It's going to be a fun game. Big 12. That's a classic Big 12, like 45-40 game. Um, <laughs> we'll, do best, we'll do best bets. Tweet those out. Uh, we've been going long enough here. Let's do a college football parlay. 
Um, oh, wait, 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 Dylan, give, give us some picks. We got to have a punishment here. Tell me your picks, and I'm going to see if I like the opposite here. Um, Boise minus seven against San Diego State. No, I love that pick. <laughs> uh, uh, ooh, uh, Temple plus 25. Who are they playing? Oh, who's Temple playing? Um, Miami. Yes, Temple plus 25 against Miami. It's down to 23 and a half. Okay, I'll take it. No, I don't want to I don't want to back Miami that many points on the um, road. Sorry, I'm looking through. I bet I've got one to go against you, Dylan. Okay. I guarantee I do. Give me Kentucky minus 13 and a half against Vanderbilt. Here's the problem we're going to have. I have 14 and a half on Vanderbilt already. Do 14? We'll go 14. Do 14 push? I'll do 14. All right. Give me 14. What's the punishment? What's the punishment between you guys? Watching the game. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do. uh, So, so. So real quick, just so people understand what the bet is. So last week, obviously we know about the Amy Schumer bet if you're listening right now. This week, so Connor, you're taking Kentucky minus 14. Dylan, you're taking Vanderbilt plus 14. If there's a push, should both of you guys get punished? Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, God. I think so. I I think you you should. (laughs) I think you both get punished if there's a push. Or or else you got to take either the 13.5 or the 14.5. You have to agree on this right now. Now we'll do the push. We'll do the push. Okay, so push. Both of you guys get punished. Vanderbilt covers the 14. Dylan, you win. Connor, Kentucky covers the 14. You win. What's the punishment? I say the two-mile runs. Okay, but not not five days. That seems insane. I think it's got to be five days. Uh, Why five days? I think it's because it's one day running two miles. That's like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. If we're doing, if we're doing five, if we're doing, if we're doing five days, let's push the time back a little bit. Let's push push the time back a little bit. 5 a.m. It's got to be hard. Six a waking up at 6 a.m. Isn't hard. Running two miles is hard enough. I can do that at 8 p.m. It's hard enough. Running two miles is not that hard. We're not having a time limit. You don't have to do like 20. uh, As long you have to do it under 25 minutes, obviously. Like you can't like just go for a stroll. I can't walk walk the mile like I did in gym class. Yeah, no, you can't be the around the track. You can't be the girl in the Cookie Monster pajamas on the track with talkies. (laughs) Okay, you know what? You got to run. You know what? We're in. We're riding. Dylan fulfilled the Amy Schumer punishment. I'm in. Go Kentucky, right. go Devin Leary. So, I'm in. And with, Let's go. with this, with this, I think it starts Sunday, right? No, uh, Monday. No, Monday. Let's, Let's do, okay. do the week. Let's yeah. Do Monday. Okay. So this week's punishment bet is uh, you have to run two miles at 5 a.m. for five days straight. That is brutal. I'm and vlog it. Good to vlog it too. <laughs> Dylan's feeling, hoping. Dylan's fit. hoping Kentucky covers. This is like there were a couple of them you sent like what you said like watch the nun in the front row alone like that's I'd do that that's not punishment there was there was also that's was pretty al- bad oh was also, no I was gonna say watch the no I meant to say in Spanish there's a Spanish oh. one playing in theaters that would be pretty awful <laughs> that'd be bad um all right that's the punishment bet this week uh, Kentucky covers Connor you win that means Dylan has to run five or two miles at five a.m. five days straight. Same thing for Connor if Vanderbilt covers. Uh, All right, college football parlay. uh, My pick, I alluded already, Clemson money line. 
I like it. Uh, I'm sticking chalk here. I'm same team as last week. We're going Maryland minus seven against Michigan State. It is seven and a half now on a lot of books. Buy the half point. It's like minus one thirty. Buy the half point for the parlay. It's worth it. Maryland minus seven at Michigan State. Dylan. Uh. Shout out Black Jake and the Carnies, cashing the five-star play in the parlay. Um, New Mexico's traveling to UMass. Um, if you take the over in this game, you're living on the edge. Dream on. It's never going to catch. It's never going to cash. Um, we're taking the under here, 49 and a half. And when it cashes, you can walk this way to cash your ticket. Shout out Steven Tyler Aerosmith from Boston, Massachusetts, where the college UMass is. That was the joke. It was a bunch of Aerosmith song titles that I worked into the explanation. So, New Mexico, UMass, under 49 and a half? Yes. Thank you. That one didn't land as well as Black Jake and the Carnies. So Cue the balloons. Cue the balloons. No, I think it was a quick stretch real quick. It was a little, a little stretch. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. I, I was maybe hoping for like a Minutemen joke, you know, oh. not lasting long. They can only go for a minute, mm. score for a minute, maybe in bed for <laughs> nah. a minute. Uh, all right, anyhow, all right, that's the college football parlay this week. It's Maryland minus seven, minus 125, minus 130, whatever odds you get that at. New Mexico State, UMass under 49.5, Clemson money line, plus 600 on that one. Let's just win all these parlays this week. Get this, get all these back to positive. Look great on the graphics and everything. So we have to stop seeing zero oh and three, zero oh and three. You know, whatever. No, let's let's see let's see plus units on there. Um, anything else before we head out? That's it for me. This was a this was a fun filled podcast filled with uh, every kind of conversation. So we'll see what makes the final cut. Um, but anyhow, that was a that, that was a rough showing by me. I'll I'll put my hand up. So if you listen, if you got to the end of this one. I apologize for my performance today. I'll be better next week. I'll be better. Uh, we'll, I'll be back Sunday. Uh, if any of you want to join, or any of you two want to join, I'll happy to have you on. If not, we're going solo Sunday night to recap Sunday football. Uh, that's it. We'll be back next week. Uh, subscribe. Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Amazon, wherever you're listening, go subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. YouTube, go subscribe on the YouTube. Click that button. Click that button. We're going up on the subscribers. Uh, TikTok, you know the whole deal. At CarterCast and everything. At Wilkerson A. Dillon. At Connor underscore Sparrow. At Carter B8 and at CarterCast on everything. That'll do it from us. Let's catch some parlays. Shout out BYU. Go Cougs. We're out. Bye-bye.